Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. You can tell it's a Kentucky winter. Some days it's 70, some days it's 30, and then some days it's rainy. It's just, you get all seasons in just a <laughs> little short period. I hope you're having a great week. we got a great episode for you this week as we kick off our Road Trip 2023 series by going up to the greater Cincinnati area and Northwood Cider for a Q&A. But before we do that, let's see what's pouring around Kentucky. And just like the Gnarly Gnome said... Garage Beer Braxton Brewing's popular lager is now its own brand. That's right. It's kind of separate from Braxton. Uh, Braxton's co-founder Jake Rouse made the official announcement earlier this month that a new partnership with brand investment marketer Andrew Sawyer had been formed, creating Garage Beer Co. Sawyer is the president of the new company, which will focus solely on growing distribution, sales, and notoriety of the beloved Covington-based craft beer brand. While Braxton continues to brew the beer, uh, the Garage Beer cans will also have a new look, uh, but you'll still be able to get to enjoy them at Braxton Tap Rooms. Craft bourbon brand Bluegrass Distillers officially broke ground this month on its new $8 million distillery on the historic Elkwood Farm property out in Midway, which is just outside of Lexington. The Elkwood Farm property was purchased in 2020. The Elkwood Mansion, which sits on the property, was built in 1835 and is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. The new location, expected to open later this year, will include a 36-inch column still, six 18,000-gallon fermentation tanks with room for future growth, as well as barrel warehouses, a bottling line, tasting room, visitor center, and event space. Once open, the distillery will increase bluegrass distillers' capacity by over 100 times to meet growing demand and facilitate contract distilling and a bottling operation. Opened in Lexington in 2013, bluegrass distillers uh, produces uh, products include like their Kentucky Straight Blue Corn Bourbon, Kentucky Straight Weeded Bourbon, Five Rye Whiskeys, and Seasonal Products. They're located right there by West 6th. In Louisville, Against the Grain has changed the name of its downtown tap room and restaurant at Slugger Field. The smokehouse and barbecue is gone, and in its place is Against the Grain Public House, which will align it with its Bardstown Road location of the same name, which will be called uh, the Public House Highlands. Uh, folks can expect a menu that will focus on burgers, gourmet hot dogs, and wraps, along with a few holdovers. Against the Grain and sponsors Monk's Road Bourbon are throwing quite the Kentucky food bash, though. On Saturday, March 18th at 3 p.m., Against the Grain will host... Louisville's second annual Burgoo Bash, a program cook-off aimed at bringing out the best amateur and professional Burgoo makers in the region. And that is definitely a Kentucky dish right there. Up next, though, like I said, it's our Road Trip 2023 series kickoff as we talk with Darren Wilson, co-founder of Northwood Cider, which is in the greater Cincinnati area. Enjoy. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here for our Q&A, and he's uh, kicking off our Road Trip Series 2023 as we go outside the state just a, a little bit up in the greater Cincinnati region. Please welcome in the co-owner of Northwood Cider and a good friend of mine, Darren Wilson. Hey, everybody. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to chat again. It's been, been a little while, and yeah. and you know what? It looks like you're doing some fun things up there. Yeah, we're having fun up here and uh, making some cider and working with the community. And yeah, everything's great right now. <laughs> now, before we get into what you're doing up there at, at Northwood and get the story behind it, for those that might not know about you, uh, the Cliff Notes, I call this the Cliff Notes because I know some yeah. people can go very deep and you know then the show's over when they're done. So the Cliff Notes version about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a, a native Kentuckian, actually. So I'm from Laurel County, grew up, born and raised. Uh, 
my normal day job is I'm actually a college professor. <laughs> uh, I'm at uh, Northern Kentucky University. But before I was at Northern, I was at EKU. That's where we know each other from, Richmond area. And I was the co-founder of Dreaming Creek Brewing uh, before uh, coming up here and uh, starting Northwood. Now, how did, you know, with Northwood, you've got new partners, you've got a, a whole a whole new new thing going on there. How did you become partners? Uh, your family kind of interact with, uh, I believe it's Joe Claire. Is that your other co-owner and his wife and, and everything? Yeah, Joe and Rowan. Yeah, uh, we actually met through a mutual colleague of mine in my department at the university. And uh, we were having drinks actually at Wooden Cask down in Newport. Uh, so Joe and Rowan live in Newport, Kentucky. And uh, yeah, we, he, my wife and I uh, were having drinks with them and we mentioned that we used to own a brewery and they had said that they had always been interested in, in owning a, a brewery as well. And so we started chatting and uh, this was pre-pandemic, you know, this is like three years ago and uh, yeah, that's how it all got started. Now, obviously you kind of have that brewery experience. I believe he's in the real estate world. So I'm guessing you kind of had a good combination of, of skills that you guys could bring to the table. Oh, absolutely. And and our spouses are are very active in the business as well. I mean, they're they're co-owners with us. So my wife, Kiyu, actually does branding and marketing as her normal day job. So she handles our social media and so forth. And Rowan is actually a nutritionist uh, here in Cincinnati. And so she does a lot of the education side of things like food pairings and that. That's a, that's a so it's a true partnership. And that and that's <laughs> yeah. that's and that's really cool. And now now you mentioned you used to own a brewery down in Richmond, but that was beer. Now you're on the cider side of things. So what made you guys go the cider route? So uh, long story short, uh, we spent about two years trying to find a location for, for a brewery. But anybody that knows Cincinnati metro area, including Northern Kentucky side, there's a brewery pretty much in every city, every neighborhood. Uh, and and Joe's job with real estate is very community focused. One of my teaching research areas is community development as well. And so we really wanted to find a space that we could not only produce beer, but also uh, be a part of the community and help, you know, facilitate conversations within there. Um, and, and so after two years, we landed in Norwood. But along that path, though, we realized we both love cider. And so Joe loves cider because uh, he can't have uh, gluten. Uh, he has a gluten intolerance. I used to live in the United Kingdom years ago, and that's actually where I got exposed to cider, and I absolutely loved it. It's not it's not the sweet stuff that you see like with an Angry Orchard and, and others. Uh, it it's very like farmhouse style, and and that's where I fell in love with it. And then we realized, hey, there's no cider, uh, no dedicated cidery in the Cincinnati metro area. Let's do it. And so we we love the product, and uh, we love being the only one right now. So. <laughs> well, and, and it's kind of amazing when you think about it, because Cincinnati has been known for for brewing up stuff for a long, long, long time. They've got a rich <laughs> history. When when you were looking around, was it weird to, to find that there was not a, a cidery in, in the, the region? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was Joe who did the research on this. Uh, we are the third. We were the third largest market in the United States without a dedicated cidery, uh, you know. Being, in, being living in central Kentucky and, and you being there now, I mean, Lexington has two wonderful cideries with Wisebird and Pivot. And, and so, you know, we see a, a city like Lexington that has a vibr vibrant uh, cider community. And then looking at Cincinnati and saying, wait a second, that seems weird. We don't have one here. And so we just felt like it was a good uh, good niche and good market to get into. And, and now you talked about searching for a long time. I, I've talked to a lot of folks. Finding the location and the name are probably the two. <laughs> two hardest things uh, when it when it comes to, comes to it 
did you really have i believe one of your students put you onto the map of norwood yes tom perry uh he's now an alum of of, of our program <laughs> uh, and doing well no so he lives in norwood ohio or that's where he's from and uh, in my bio to my students, every semester, I happen to mention that I used to own a brewery. This is before we started Northwood. And uh, one day after class, he comes up to me and says, hey, would you ever be interested in, in opening up a brewery? And uh, and I go, well, actually, my business partner and I are, are trying to find a location for our cidery at that, by this point. And uh, he goes, well, um, come, come look at Norwood. And he worked for city government uh, here in Norwood at the time. And he got, you know, a group of folks from the community to meet with us. And we did a walking tour of, of Norwood, looking at different buildings. And uh, yeah, and, and so we were looking, actually, I'm looking at the city building that uh, that we originally looked at uh, compared to where we're at now. And we were walking past the building that we have now, and it was an auto garage. It has been an auto garage building since 1934. That's how long we've traced this history back. And we were walking by, and 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 Tom goes, "I think Jim's looking to sell the building. He's looking to retire, you know, from the auto repair industry. He's looking to sell." And so we called up Jim and and uh, found his number, called him up, and <laughs> said, "Hey, we'd like to take a look at your building if you're interested in selling it." And he was, and that's how we ended up where we're at. So. It sounds like you you've got a good group of people there in your department. I mean, putting you in with with the Claire's <laughs> the, the location. I mean, I think you found a good spot up there. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I lucked out, so it's been wonderful. <laughs> now you know, you you you're called Northwood. Mm -hmm. We've di we've discussed that the city though is called Norwood. Yeah. How how did the name come about? What I'm confused. That's, so, that's, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, so the community of Norwood was originally called Sharpsburg, uh, you know, over like 150 years ago. And then there was this woman, uh, a prominent woman in the community called Sarah Bowles, and she did late 1800s, and she just realized that she didn't like the name Sharpsburg. And so she came across, uh, well, there's different tales of the story, but she came across the name Northwoods, and Norwood is slightly north of downtown Cincinnati. And it's up on a hill, uh, and it was a wooded area. And so it, she initially said, let's take Northwoods, the name, and shrink that down into Norwood. And that's where we get Norwood. And the city, so actually Sarah, is, our semi-sweet cider is actually named Sarah in honor of Sarah Bowles. And then our dry cider is, 19, is named 1903, and that was the year that the city of Norwood was actually incorporated. And then obviously I'm guessing you enjoyed the – the history of, of all that being, you know, what, what you do and, and so forth. And is that how you, you decided to go with Northwood instead of Norwood, just to kind of have something maybe a little easier to say too? Yeah. Well, something a little easier, uh, not confusing. There is a Norwood, Ohio. I, I did learn along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, luckily don't have, they don't have a cidery. Uh, and, and well, maybe one day they might, right. We go up there, but, uh, but no, we, we, we loved kind of the throwback to, to where Norwood originated from, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's history and it's rich past. Actually, if you see the, see the logo right there. Uh, so there's three hills. So actually Norwood is, uh, is also called the gym of the Highlands. Once again, the Highlands, uh, you know, the ridge above Cincinnati. And so uh, we we took that idea and put little, you know, little Highlands mountains in our in our logo as well. Just the throwback to honor the city and its history. Well, and you've touched on this a lot when so far in our conversation about community being important. That was something you guys wanted to do when you, you found a spot was to be part of the community 
and also in your day your day job that's kind of what, what you look at a, a lot as well as community and and how important is that for that to be a big part of what y'all do and be part of the tap room and so forth yeah i mean we wouldn't be here we wouldn't have started and, and been as successful as we have been so far without the support of, of the community and, and we we engage with community partners and, and residents and other businesses uh, from day one uh, and we we've never looked back from that and so what we try to do is we want to be an open and inclusive space, uh, use our tap room for community events, bring people together. Uh, we're actually right across the street from Victory Park. Uh, it's City's Park. That's kind of their main one in the downtown area where we've actually, even before we opened, we co-sponsored a music series last summer uh, there as well. There's a market uh, on uh, one Saturday a month during the summer months and into the fall that they actually close our street down. And we've partnered with that organization that runs that to say, yes, like, let's continue to do this. We want people to come together and we want to be that space where people can meet, uh, meet up with friends or make news. It's it's the, the old uh, cheer slogan. Everyone knows your name. You got a seat, seat at the bar. And and, yep. and I, I love that because where I said we're, we're, we've known each other for a good while. I remember seeing all the pictures you'd put up about different events. You guys hadn't even had it much going into the building yet and <laughs> and you're already out there doing stuff how how important was that too to let people know know hey we are part of the community too like we're this is our home and this is you know we're, we're proud to be part of it yeah and, and you know and, and we're we're a regional cidery but yet you know being in norwood the people in norwood are, are very are very proud and they love this community it's a lot of folks who have been here for many generations or maybe younger families that have just moved into the community and they absolutely love it. I mean, we're we're literally surrounded by the city of Cincinnati, the city of Norwood is. Uh, and, and so, you know, it has its own school district and so forth. And so we really wanted to be a part of say, you know, Norwood, we we are a part of you and you're a part of us. And, uh, and, and they've been wonderful. They've been wonderful so, to us so far. And now you officially opened the doors uh, at the end of uh, November or in November, is that right? Yeah, November. I know it says up there established 2021. Uh, no, we actually, that's when we incorporated and started this whole process, you know, as Northwood Cider Company. But yeah, we opened in November and uh, and it's been great. Uh, it's been great. We had, I mean, we've had sellout, you know, you know, bumper crowds here and, and uh, people really enjoyed the product. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I was going to say, I mean, when people think about it, you know, they always get to see the fun side of it. You know, hey, I get... I work in a brewery, I work in a cidery, we're putting out product, but thinking about that, it took two years to find a location. It took multiple years to get it up and running. What was it like with all those challenges? Cause I mean, you had gone through it before with a, a different brewery and, and so forth, but even then there's still new ones. I feel like that could pop up at any time. Yeah. You know, and, and, and with my previous experience and Joe's experience with real estate development and on the construction side of things, you know, we knew that you know, we have one shot to do it right, right? We want to do it right the first time. And so that's why we took our time finding the right location, the right community, uh, but even building out the tap room itself. I mean, the, the construction period took almost a year uh, from uh, from renovating the building to getting getting open. And, uh, and, and, but we wanted to make sure it was done right and that, you know, we don't have to go back the second time around, you know, to fix things or to upgrade things and so forth. I mean, our production facility here in the building, it's meant for distribution. Uh, we didn't want to start off, you know, too small where, you know, we're having to buy tanks later on. You know, we wanted to start off like, okay, we want to start canning. We want to start distributing as quickly as we can. So we, we planned it out, tried to, for growth early on. Well, and, and that's a, a smart thing because that's always the the ultimate goal is is to continue to to grow. And now we we talked about this your cidery, 
-hmm. for those that don't know what that means, what does that mean? Because cider, what folks might have in their mind is one thing. What it truly is, is maybe another. So cider is essentially an alcoholic beverage that's made from apples, right? Um, and, and so what we look at ciders is it goes from sweet to dry. Uh, and so your, your sweet ones, you're thinking of like your angry orchards, uh, you know, your woodchucks and so forth. But actually the vast majority of ciders around the world are actually on the drier side. Uh, legally in the United States, we're a winery. Uh, so our process goes the exact same way a, a winery does, right? So you take, you put the juice into the fermentation tanks, you add the yeast, you ferment, and then in our case, we package it in kegs and eventually cans as well. Uh, but in the United States, though, we have a weird history with cider. So early on, in colonial times, all the way up to about Prohibition, cider was the number one drink in the United States. I mean, that's where you know you have stories of Thomas Jefferson and uh, John Adams, you know, drink having orchards and and actually uh, drinking cider, you know, with every meal. Uh, but up at Prohibition time, what happened was they cut down all the cider-specific trees. So there are two types of trees, roughly. There's your table apple trees, right? You go to the grocery store, you buy some apples, comes from that type of tree. Then there are cider-specific trees that make apples that are bitter, that are acidic, that you would not want to eat, but they make amazing cider. And so during Prohibition, almost all the cider trees got cut down. And so we've been left with table apples compared to people like in Europe and others where they still have those types of trees. They can make really great cider. Uh, and so it's starting to come back. In the United States, there's more and more orchards planting cider-specific trees. There are certain regions of the United States that have a lot of cider-specific trees, which is uh, in like the New York area, Michigan, and the Pacific Northwest. And and for y'all, you kind of touched on, on this a little bit. You're, you're probably not so much on the angry orchard side, but on the other. So for you all, how do you approach uh, ciders? Yeah, so we so we bring in uh, juice. So we're actually an urban, what we call an urban cidery. Uh, so we actually don't have our own orchard. So we bring in juice from uh, orchards, typically in the Michigan area, via tanker truck. Uh, we do about uh, 3,500 gallons at a time. We'll get some smaller batches of, of cider juice from uh, different orchards around maybe Ohio to do some test batches or even some special release things. But we bring it in, we pump it into our tanks. Uh, we we do a lot of laboratory analysis. So we test for things like pH, acidity, uh, bricks, so sugar content. Uh, we, then we put uh, you know yeast uh, into, into that cider, uh, into the juice that's to ferment it. But uh, one of the things is because once again, we don't have cider specific apples in the United States, or very few of them at least. Uh, we we add what we call malic acid, so that's actually natural to apples. So citric acid, people probably have heard of, that's natural to oranges. Malic is natural to apples, and so we add that for a little bit of tartness. We ferment usually down to bone. We we always uh, ferment down to bone dry. Now we take a different perspective of what we also do with the cider. So we actually will co-ferment a lot of times with other fruits. Or we'll do things like uh, we'll put dry hops. We'll we'll do dry hopping with some of our stuff. We'll add botanicals, lavender, uh, basil. Actually, we're about to to uh, put into a bright tank today. Uh, a cider that we've been, uh, we a cider that we've made before, and we're making it again, where it was co-fermented uh, with different berries, uh, but also has a simple syrup on the back end uh, with a basil in it as well. And so we do a lot of uh, you know things that people may not. No, that could be cider. And I'm guessing this is all natural. Uh, you, you're not just getting some concentrated 
uh, juice off the shelf at the store and putting it in anything. No, and that's, you know, and that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is, is all of our juice is 100% fresh pressed. Uh, so when we place the order with the orchard, they press it and they immediately ship it down to us. All of our, you know, other flavors are all natural. Uh, I mean, I'm literally juices or purees, nothing from concentrate. Uh, all of our botanicals are natural botanicals and uh, spices, all that. Yeah, nothing, nothing uh, artificial at all goes into our stuff. And and you mentioned this earlier, you know, basically you are more of a winery than a brewery. So when, when folks are coming there, I'm guessing they're, they're going to, they're not going to get the typical brewery experience in the sense of uh, maybe something they're familiar with on tap unless they're just a cider drinker. Yeah. It, it, you know, and that goes, that speaks also to how we built our, built out our tap room as well is, I mean, we are in an old industrial building, right? An auto garage shop, but uh, we want to put a softer touch to it as well. So you can see like behind me, the white walls, the chandelier a little bit. And, you know, if you do come to the tap room, you'll see the spaces got a lot of plants in it as well. Some uh, green walls. And, and so we wanted to create a very inviting atmosphere uh, for people that visit us. And then our cider selection, like I said, it goes all the way from dry to sweet. But uh, we also have lots of different things like the Highlands, which is our dry hop cider. We do have the HLA, which is a dry cider that has been co-fermented with different berries. But we also have uh, Sandbar, which is our citrus cider that is on the on the sweet side. Uh, so, yeah, we've uh, we've. We play with a lot of things. We want to offer customers uh, a wide range of what ciders can be. And we do also offer a few guest taps of beer from local breweries here in the Cincinnati area. Well, and I think you've also touched on this, too, that you guys can be experimental. Because, like I said, a lot of people, if they're used to breweries, they know uh, every different flavor seems to be out there uh, nowadays. But you guys take that approach that it seems like to cider, too, and have a little bit of fun and, and kind of try to see what you guys can can push the envelope with yeah and see that's one of the great things about the cider industry in the united states is there's no there's no norms there there's you know yeah you have everything from dry to sweet uh and, and some of the types of apples that you can use but other than that it's sort of a a wild wild west at this point <laughs> you know there are no there's no you know you know 100 different styles of ip like in the ipa world right you know it's what can you put together and what creates a great flavor profile? So we do, we actually pride ourselves, our head cider maker, Candace Wittenbauer, uh, we do a test batch Thursday. So every Thursday we release a very small batch of a cider that is her creation. Uh, yesterday uh, we released a, uh, a coffee cider. So it's actually a Thai coffee cider. So we fermented uh, fresh pressed juice. We added uh, coffee from a local roast, uh, a local coffee shop here in Norwood, uh, and then we added cinnamon to it and condensed milk. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we we experiment every week just to see what people like and don't like, and just test things out. Well, and I think one of my favorites is I don't believe it was a test batch, but you you, you said it there a little bit ago the the HLA, the Happy Little Accident. <laughs> and I, can you tell that story because I just love the name. And yep. and to me, it's it reminds me a little bit of Tank Seven in a sense of uh, Boulevard, where they never planned on burn it, but everyone kept going back and going, "This is really good." Now you've got a beer. I'm getting it's almost like that with your cider. Yeah, so it was we, it was our first run of juice. We were about to open. We were trying to get things ready for a grand opening, which we had already set the date for, and uh, we had uh, fermented a batch of cider down to dry, and then we were going to back sweeten it uh, with different juices from other from berries and so forth. And we put the tank or the the IBC toe in this case in the cold room to cold crash it, 
not realizing or forgetting that it was going to re-ferment. Uh, and so, and we thought, you know, cause it's our cold room is like 34 degrees, and, you know, it's like, it's going to be too cold to, to do anything like that. And we can always add sorbate later on that literally the next day after we put it in the cold room, we came in and the tank actually expanded so wide that we couldn't get it out of the cold room through the cold room door. You know, one of those big industrial refrigeration doors could not get it out through that door. Um, uh, and so we scooted it up slightly to the, uh, to that door so we could then pump the juice out. And then eventually a few weeks later, I took literally a sledgehammer, uh, to, put the cage back in so that we could slide it out through the door. But the thing is, is customers absolutely loved uh, the, that dry cider. And and so we actually are, we were making it again, <laughs> but this time on purpose, not by accident. So I love it. A happy little accident that tastes yeah. so good. And you, you said when folks come up there, they'll kind of be that inviting, that warm touch. Um, um, I'm guessing what else can they expect when they, they come visit the tap room? Yeah, uh, we actually have lots of things like we have board games. Uh, we even got a retro uh, SNES game system set up as well. You know, during the summers, we'll open up the garage door and let the cool, you know, cool air, summer air come in. And uh, yeah, we uh, we don't have food, but we are always takeout friendly. We do have food trucks that come in on a rotational ba on a regular basis on Fridays. We're expanding that. We do things like uh, we had a Valentine's Day market this past weekend. On Valentine's Day, we had we had a, uh, a stupid cupid party where you could you know make ornaments that are anti you know, little heart ornaments like candies, but uh, you know anti Valentine's Day ones. So we do lots of different festivals and markets and events. We do trivia nights on Wednesday nights and uh, yeah, we just, we just like to have a lot of fun here. And, and like I said, at the beginning, this is part of our road trip 2023 series. So if folks are coming up, whether it's, you know, a, a couple's night out or the family's coming up, what are some cool areas to, to hit nearby that they might enjoy? Yeah, so we're about 15 minutes from over the Rhine area of downtown Cincinnati. So if anybody's familiar with with that that uh, portion of town, so I mean we're we're not that far away. Nearby us, if you like other, you, if you love great breweries, we're right down the street from Mad Tree. Uh, we're we're not far from High Grain and Nine Giant, uh, but we're actually getting a huge complex being built in Norwood, where it's going to have a pickleball facility. Uh, High Wire Brewing is going in there as well. We've got Fred Pork Brewing going in there. Uh, lots of different uh, shops and restaurants going in as well. So we're, you know, if you're familiar with the Rookwood area, if you ever stopped off at Rookwood uh, in in Norwood, it's a little shopping pavilion over there right off the interstate. That's where nearby where we're at. And so there's just lots of different fun things to do uh, in it, within a 10, 15 minute drive of our location. Sounds like the the perfect road trip to to have a, a good uh, day, weekend, all, yeah. all sorts of things. And and I guess my last question for you, Darren, is is what's next for y'all? Because it sounds like you guys have set yourself up for some some growth and are, are hoping to work that way. Yeah. So uh, the next step for us is actually distribution. We we delivered our first keg of cider to outside of our tap room a couple of weeks ago. It was up to Cartridge Brewing up in uh, Mason, Ohio. So if anybody's familiar with Kings Island area, um, we are next week. We start actually, this is gonna be an exclusive for you, Jonathan. We, we have not announced this uh, next week. We start canning our first ciders uh, and uh, we're going to have, have those out for distribution, hopefully in the next uh, about a month or so, uh, as well as pushing out more distribution, both in Ohio and in Northern Kentucky. I, I love to see that. And I, and I love to, to see what you've been able to do up there. And, and I can't wait to, to make a visit. And, and Darren, thanks for, 
for reminiscing and, 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 you know, kind of giving me some, some good news and, and an exclusive. I mean, I can't, I can't yeah. ask for anything more than that. <laughs> oh, excellent. No, and this has been wonderful, Jonathan. I love the podcast. Uh, I'm, you're doing wonderful stuff. And uh, to the listeners out there, uh, you know, keep supporting the alcohol industry, go try new things and explore. It's a, it's a great world out there right now to be a drinker. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.